Hello and welcome to How to Start Up, a podcast for anyone starting a company. This is a collection of conversations with people who have all successfully started, run and even sold their own companies, sharing not only professional but personal experiences on what we should be doing now, next or never. Founding a company can involve daily challenges and difficult decisions. And as we enter our seventh season of the podcast, I wanted to hear from specialists in various areas of health and well-being on how founders can look after themselves while starting a company. As if the founder isn't looking after themselves, it doesn't really bode well for the rest of the business. I hope the advice and guidance that they share in these episodes will help you take care of your physical, mental and emotional health as you build your business. In this episode, we hear from physio and PT Tim Blakey, creator of Prime Body, the personal fitness training app. Born from his own health and fitness challenges and overcoming training injuries, Tim combines corrective work with strength training to optimise body composition and combat body betrayal. Today, Tim shares his perspective on why founder mobility is so important to incorporate from the beginning and why it can actually be a great investment in your overall business. Hi, Tim. Welcome to How to Start Up. It is great to have you on. Great to be here. It would be great if you could start with a brief introduction as to who you are and a bit about the business that you started or businesses you started. My name is Tim Blakey and I'm from New Zealand originally. I came over to London around 2005 working as a physio that then went into passion for strength training. So I sort of combined that. I built an online training app called Prime Body, which is where I can help people from all over the world. And I've most recently started a health and fitness agency to serve a particular demographic. Why did you start Prime Body in the first place? It was strange. It was actually, I, the clients I was working with, I wanted something that they could travel with. I would train them as well as perform physiotherapy on them when they were in London. And I wanted them to be able to work when they were away traveling. As apps became a thing, the functionality of apps increased. I thought, you know, it's a no brainer to start taking a lot of the stuff that I do in person online. We all heard about the body coach, Joe Wicks, doing very well. When I first heard about him, it's kind of what inspired me to do it because he was doing stuff with people in their their living rooms. And with Prime Body, I wanted to serve people that were going to the gym. They're members of the gym. Perhaps they don't have any results. But I also wanted to incorporate my physiotherapy, like my corrective or what I call reverse posturing type exercises so that they can get all the gains. They can look great. I saw you adjust your posture just then. (laughs) (laughs) I was just interviewing someone about breath work. I was like, oh, I'm really conscious of my breathing yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this is it. It's just a reminder, uh, constant reminders. So so yeah, incorporating my physiotherapy into it, I wanted to to give people all the benefits that you see of these body and life transformations, get all the gains, look good and all the rest of it. But I also want them to be able to correct their posture and combat sort of the uh, positions that we're forced into all day when we're sitting at desks and so forth. And um, I think, you know, not only is that, it's an underplayed role posture in terms of a transformation, okay? It can make, rather than thinking about building muscle or losing fat, improving posture can have a profound effect, not just on how people look, but how they feel and also uh, injury prevention. Well, given this whole season is about founder health and wellness, I wanted to talk to you in particular about mobility because I've spent many hours over a laptop and the whole tech neck thing, my posture is awful, I'm not moving enough. I know if I move and exercise and sleep, eat properly, drink water and move. I'm a better business owner. So what are you seeing now that founders or clients are coming to you with in terms of their problems? What's the most sort of obvious thing that you're seeing? Well, obviously there's the technique and there's the desk slump, but but if I talk on a, on a broader term, what I'm seeing, there's definitely from my time in London, even for, since 2005, there's far more emphasis on health as the most important asset or, or, or you know, best form of wealth. You look at Jeff Bezos has now got gains, right? And, and it's like all these, all these high powered CEOs, they're taking their health more seriously, which is awesome to see because I think the broader public are, are doing that as well. Just quickly, gains with a Z. This is something that I had a problem with 
what are gains for people like me that didn't know what these were? Yeah, I should probably clarify that. I, I, you know, people in out of my industry use it so often that we forget that most people probably wonder what the hell we're talking about. Gains are like muscle. If you're a dude, it means a big sort of thick muscle. If you're a girl, it means tone and lean, okay? It's not a negative gaining weight. It's gains, meaning, meaning lean tissue, okay? okay? It's what benefits us all, and it's what we should all be trying to not only build upon, but at least maintain as we go into our older years. The healthier you are, the more health you have in your off time, you're going to have during your business time, you're going to be more productive. Uh, you're just going to be able to do more things you know, for the rest of your life. I was going to say, why is founder health so, so important? Again, because I think, you know, the, the more the more this our technology improves, the more we are desk bound. I noticed that with my mm. online training. Suddenly, I'm moving from being a really physical job to sitting at a desk more. And you're going to need that yin and yang. You might have noticed, and I'm sure many of your listeners will notice, sometimes you're, you're sitting slogging away at a desk and you're feeling super unproductive. You go for a walk, just get that blood pumping around your brain, just movement in general. Okay, you wasted half an hour going for a walk, but you've just now come back to do whatever task you're doing. And you're just infinitely more productive. And it just shows how important or how, how tied our physical health is to our mental and sort of business health. I guess also on the walk, you could take a call or you could be thinking about something. You're not necessarily not working. Someone said to me when I started, you're just constantly going to be thinking about your clients in the shower, the last thing at night. You can't not think about it. But so going for a walk isn't necessarily not working. And I think mm. that's something I'm really, especially when I work from home, I know if I just go for a walk around the block, I'll come back with a revived energy. Any tips and tricks that you give founders to incorporate that? Do they schedule it? Should they have a reminder on their phone? Like, What would you recommend for them to program it in? Yeah, actually, I was, I was going to say that at the start. I think one of the most important things to get across is that there is no perfect posture. People are wondering perfect postures. They, they, they ask me, Tim, I've bought a, a Swiss ball, you know, the big exercise ball. I bought that to sit on. It's going to activate my core or I've got a walking desk or a standing desk. All of those things are great in small doses because the truth is the perfect posture is movement. Mm. Okay. So as many, and I know that some offices are pretty restrictive. The more times you can split your position up from sitting, even leaning over your desk, standing up on a higher desk, walking to take calls, as you said, walking to brainstorm with, if, you, if you're in the office and you're with people that you'd have a meeting with, if there's two of you, go for a walk. Oh, I should be recording this podcast walking around the park. Yeah, we both should. hundred yeah. percent, which we, which we easily could have as well, right? I will provide videos and links for your listeners about some tips and tricks you can do sitting at a seat because obviously spending sustained amount of time in, a, in one position is unavoidable for sure. And there are ways that we can do that. I just don't want people to get hung up on the perfect posture because if they're thinking posture, get out and move or, or do, do whatever you can. Get up from your desk to take calls and, and just move around as much as you can. So yeah, mm. just vary it up a bit. And something you're saying about time, time is the most precious commodity when you're running a business and it's something that you have a finite amount of how is investing in that now given a founder might not have the budget or the time to put into their fitness and mobility now why do you think they should do that well it's that whole longevity aspect it's very closely tied to our mental health as well so the more time you neglect that mobility you're going to pay for that in time and cost later on down the line so it's a good investment exactly and yeah. to touch on something i saw the other day on there's a new jonah hill documentary on netflix now he talks about fitness in relation to his fat loss mm -hmm. and how you know he was always taught that it was something was not right with his body because he was overweight, and that's why he pushed it pushed it away all the time. And he was never made aware of how important and valuable it is for our mental health. 
And I know you've talked to our good friend, Matt Johnson, before about mental health. And I think this ties into what you're just asking, that I think if you can work on your physical health, your mental health will benefit in the long run. If your mental health is benefiting what you do during the day, you know, the workload, the stresses, you're going to cope with it so much more. So it's easy to write fitness off as being vain, you know, particularly lifting weights or bodybuilding. But, you know, that's just a side effect. One of the most important things that every lifter will tell you is, is how great it is for their stress, stress management. And is it a case of just scheduling it in or finding the times of day to do it? Like what time hacks can you offer a founder? Anything is better than nothing. And, you know, it's one of those things that you've just got to work into your schedule. I'm very fortunate. It's never been, for me, it's just always been a non-negotiable. And it's easy to say, oh, Tim, you're in fitness, all the rest of it. It it doesn't matter. I've had extremely busy periods of my career. And as I said before, if I do make time for that fitness, A, I feel better because that's something I I promise I've made to myself. And I also can get something out of it. I'll be, you know, um, doing bicep curls and a thought would hit me or an idea will hit me because I'm moving. So there's that aspect that you've just got to make time for it. And there is no easy way. I realize people have very busy lives. If you only have 15 minutes, rig up a TRX in your office, hang it on the door. As I said before, there's app-based training. That is so convenient. You're not trying to schedule with a trainer. Uh, you're not letting anyone else down if you have to delay your your, your, your training uh, You know, an hour later than you intended that day. You've got an app. You've got something to follow. There's so many uh, less barriers uh, for you to get that exercise in during your day. And doing five minutes is better than no minutes. A hundred percent. And if you've got five minutes, <clears throat> the best thing I would say is it doesn't even have to be exercise. I would make sure you prioritize your mobility. This ties back to what we were saying about sitting at a desk for long periods of time. My workouts, both in person and and online, I always prioritize mobility and activation. Okay, so so you're mobilizing all your joints before movement. It's far more important and far more beneficial than stretching after a workout. Okay, and activation is just a way of helping to switch on muscles that maybe get a little bit lazy or we sort of lose connection with when we're sitting in sustained postures all the time. Those are the things to prioritize with that really short five Uh, six, seven minute gaps in your day, mobility and activation. And then, you know, if you can make time for your strength training or get some steps in, that's great. And how important is knowing yourself in your startup journey? Yeah. So I'm still working on it myself. I, as much as I preach about how important it is to schedule and get routine. Okay. I may have routine in in a way that I know that I'm going to be training X amount of times a week. But in terms of my daily schedule, I have a, a couple of different businesses that I run I'm scheduling clients. I'm doing online. So, so my my timetable is often all over the place. And I think a lot of founders are like yeah. that, right? With the freedom and autonomy comes less structure, right? Just automatically, which can be yeah. freeing, but it can also be yeah. quite discombobulating. I'm terrible at scheduling. And I think you know that, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> but but I... Um, you know, I've got things that I have to prioritize and often it leaves it leaves part of my life very disorganized and, you know, regular bedtimes and regular wake ups and all the rest of it. But like I said, I don't accept any sort of interruption of my of my fitness or my, my active part of my day. That's a non-negotiable. So whatever time of the day, you'll find a time slot. Yeah. 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 And is yeah. there anything to say that you should exercise first thing in the morning, not so late at night, times of the day, is that important? There's little bits of research that show that certain times of the day can be slightly beneficial, but... I always say just ignore that and everyone should train or move whatever time suits their schedule best because that's where they're going to be consistent with it. So don't worry too much about that. 
Don't worry about this getting the half to 1% benefit to your hormonal health or your body based on the time of day. Just do it when you can. That's all. We've talked about mobility and activation, which are sort of things people probably don't think about. They think, right, I'm just going to go on a 10 mile run and I'm going to mm. kill it. If they've done the basics with the mobility and activation, what sorts of exercises after that would you then ratchet up if they're really committing to this? Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd recommend that the mobilization and activation even before going for a walk, if you've been sitting down stiff all the time, people think of walking or, or running, for instance, as being this accessible thing that everyone can do. Yeah, it's accessible, but there's a lot of people because of our sustained postures at desk, the running biomechanics are not ideal. So you're still always better off doing that mobility and stuff first before you go for a run. I mean, the amount of injuries I see leading up to London Marathon time where people just think, oh, I'm going to start running for these crazy, crazy amount of miles and and I'll be fine. Uh, When it comes to strength training, yeah, it's the same thing. You you mobilize and then you activate the, the sort of muscle groups that you're going to be training during the day. Now, I will always favor strength training over uh, cardio. Um, You can get your cardio just from from walking, whereas strength training will have a benefit to your cardiovascular health as well as your musculoskeletal health, whereas cardio running is is a lot less. How come in the musculoskeletal? Because what resistance training does is you've got heavier weight, so more resistance, increased bone density, increased lean mass, and that is still the key determinant in longevity and uh, quality of life throughout all of our science that's the that's the number one thing how much muscle you take into your old age is the 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 key determinant on your quality below how have you managed your health and wellness through your own startup journey like there's obviously you're super fit but have you struggled with sleep or anything else that you could advise founders to avoid sleep's a big one i mean the most common one for for people that are running their own business and trying to burn the candle at both ends they'll they'll lean a bit too heavily into the caffeine often. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big one. I, I, was, I was always one of those people that would say, you can have an espresso and then sleep, no problem. But the problem is the quality of sleep. So your sleep is actually far less deep and far less restorative if you've had caffeine. So even if you think you're a great sleeper, you should probably still be cutting up the caffeine last one at sort of mid-early afternoon. I was talking to someone else about this saying that caffeine has a 12-hour half-life. Mm. So even if you drink it at noon at midnight, still in your system. Yeah. We've talked about the fact that when you become a founder of your own business, you have the freedom and autonomy to run your day how you like it. And I am a big fan of remote working and traveling overseas. And that blend between travel and work is brilliant for me. But the one thing that then falls off is my structure around my exercise. Mm. What advice would you give people when they are on the road? Is there anything that they should pack with them to help them keep that mobility and activation going? Yeah, a, a TRX or a uh, or some bands. Or an app, an app with exercise where you can do anywhere. But this is the thing, don't make it an excuse. Now, a couple of days if you're on a a tight sort of schedule, that's totally fine. But if you're going away for a sustained period, don't just say, oh, well, I'm six weeks away, I can't train. Well, I have been a big fan of the Prime Body app and I have traveled with it and there's enough in there for me to do without a gym. And even in a hotel room, you can find ways around stuff. And when you say bands, do you mean the TheraBands, right? Yeah, like the small little loop band loops, you can do bits and pieces with that. A lot of activation drills and and glutes. You know, you sit on your butt all day, and those are what can get pretty tired. Yeah, and we often talk about in this season the fact that founder health is so paramount because without the founder or the business leader, the rest of the team will be probably a little bit lost, and the business will be lost. And you need to set the best example. So when somebody's considering starting a, a company, what health and wellness aspects should they layer into their business plan, even? Well, I think we're kind of fortunate. If you think about our crew in, um, in Soho Works, so many of them we see down in the gym and it's really convenient. There's a gym mm. right there near the office. So that's one factor. The other factor is, I mean, there are so many food delivery services. There used to only be the food delivery services for sort of bodybuilders, but it's becoming more of a popular thing. And there's there's many different options and there's different types of cuisine. And I think it's really, it can actually, budgeting wise, it can actually work out the same price as if you're grabbing something on the way home or you're grabbing something for lunch. It mm. can actually work out 
or cheaper in some ways. And there, you know, quite often you can work out your calories, your macros and all the rest of it. So you know that there's one part of your life that's kind of the box is ticked, it's taken care of, you don't have to worry about it. And if you've got an office and you've got employees, you can all order the same um, from the same company and, and get those meals, those nutritious meal de- meals delivered to you. I remember one previous job to the one I've now given myself, a boss of mine could tell how stressed we all were. And he came over to my desk and said, please just promise me you will always go to the gym before work. I just know how important it is to you. And I was like, oh God. And it was a real moment of like, A, he's recognizing how horribly stressed we all are, but B, that he knows that that's my survival method. And it's stayed with me. And I know that I'm, I mean, even a colleague recently said, you're a much nicer version of yourself when you've worked out. And I was like, thanks, I think. <laughs> I was going to say, say straight away, maybe um, maybe he thought you were a dragon when you didn't work out. <laughs> maybe we all are. And I 100% get that. I think I've mentioned to you before, we, we there's a group of us that, that you go down and do the sort of cold water dipping in the, in the serpentine. And there's as similar effects of that as the training. You're doing something really hard first thing in the morning. And honestly, that the reason I do it, there's tons of health benefits to it. But honestly, the biggest takeaway for me is nothing can touch me for the rest of the day. You know, like <laughs> you've it, done it, that, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. And it took a while to get addicted to it, but there's something about it. Like it's not enjoyable; it's horrible. But it just, I feel so <laughs> good. Nothing, nothing really affects me for the rest of the day. I think that's also the other thing is that when you have the freedom of being your own boss and you can structure your day how you like it. I mean, barely anyone manages to get it right every day. Mm. But you are, I find as long as I'm talking to people and it could be in the gym, it could be swimming, it could be playing tennis, it could be socializing. Business does come into that conversation. Mm. And actually, as you said, going to the gym where you have people you know that will introduce you to other people, it's actually, I hate the word, but really good networking. Mm. So it's something that I think a lot of people go, oh, it's a luxury to spend time to go and train. I actually think it's quite a good part of your own PR within your business is to get out there and do stuff and do those social activations, those social sports. And if you can kill two birds with one stone, then even better. I'm glad you hit on this networking. If I'm to give any advice at all, it's that don't underrate it and don't neglect it. I neglected it for years. I was in a very sort of fortunate position for a job and working exclusively for, for a family. And, and I didn't pay much attention to it, but the network networking opportunities that I sort of got from that and realized the the importance are huge. Doing your own PR? A huge, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, and, and hey, look, you're you're one of my one of my biggest networking positives as well. And and this is the thing: it's not that I didn't expect you to be a, a great person and, and helpful. You've been so helpful to my businesses. Is that networking can come from the most unlikely of places? It's really funny. Of all the people that I've met, and you think, okay, this guy's you know super successful, or this is going to be a great networking opportunity. It's very rare that you can approach those people. It's normally the, the PA or the assistant, that, or you, you see it at, uh, in the gym, like you said, or you see you know in a cafe and so forth. Like never underestimate the benefits of networking or the people that you run into. And just as you said, if you've got a wider or lots of different pulls mm-hmm. throughout your life of socializing, they can be extremely beneficial to your businesses. Yeah. And finding things that you, I mean, I, as you know, did this self-employed summer social. It was just a random basketball game after work and 12 people turned up who'd never met each other before. And hey, it was just really fun to do something different, get away from a mm. laptop, get away that laptop guilt is so key just to put the laptop down. But everyone's sort of dot connected and you just create these new circles of people meeting each other, which is super fun. So if you can incorporate totally. sport into that, then even better. Another, this is a funny story, another one of um, one of my sort of the, the best connections I've made, you know, he's a good friend and I know he's a friend of yours as well. But one of the, the best networking opportunities came from the one Matt Vines. Oh. And, uh, and he approached me one time in the gym said I hear that you're a physio and you also do you know, online training and after we got to know each other and as I said we're good friends now he said you know what I would have approached you so much sooner if you didn't have a resting bitch face while you train all the time <laughs> it's like because sometimes I want to zone out yeah. so that was quite interesting 
So yeah, maybe always be approachable. There's another, yeah. <laughs> there's another good. Uh, Definitely, but I also think you can ring fence your time for yourself. Like if you just wanted to get your head yeah. down and have a good workout and not talk to anyone, because I find, as you can tell with my voice, I lose it quite often because I talk too much, and sometimes I just mm. don't want to talk. And it's, it's like, please just don't make me have a Zoom call or don't don't network or don't dot connect. Sometimes and ring fence that time. But yes, the wonderful godlike character of Matt Vines is probably the most connected person that I've ever met yeah and helpful well that's how I met you that's how I met you as well yeah so yeah last question well penultimate question how do you define success as a founder I guess success is in the in the mind because you know it's one of those things where we we, we've I think it's Simon Sinek that talks about this all the time whenever you uh, set a goal and you achieve it feeling of accomplishment is never really as big or as long lasting as you want it to be. It's actually the constant treadmill of, like I said, love building something that that's where the, the passion and the drive is, right? Because as soon as you achieve something, you want to focus on something new. It's, it's, it's always more short lived. So I guess, yeah, but it depends on what some people want to focus on money and all the rest of it. And that's fine. That that's, you know, if that's how they want, they want to do it. For me, things like if I'm traveling, I'm from New Zealand. So if I'm traveling long haul, the thing that I set myself is I want to be able to pay for business class for long haul travel and not have to worry about it, not have to ha- having it damage my business or my personal finances. I want to be able mm-hmm. to afford that. And, you know, that's again, that's not about the money or to say, oh, I'm in business class. It's so I can sleep, so I can, so I can look after my health and traveling those long distances and actually be not a zombie when I see my family and my friends. And it's stuff like that. Like it's the, it comes down to quality of life. And that's what I've tried to, to get to. If I get to a comfortable point, I am happy. I, I don't have to constantly strive for the next biggest payload. It's more for me about how it improves my life. And I think it's important to have those goals that you're, you know, you you can get stuck in the weeds and work day to day, and just the grind can be real. And it's just because you created a job for yourself doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. But it's really, I've definitely found writing down those goals that I want in my business that I know, God, I'll be proud of myself if that happens. And mm. then it happens, like it happened, and yeah. it, you've got to give yourself that that sense of achievement i suppose that recognition yeah good point celebrate the small wins i should have emphasized that like when you're constantly chasing those goals well also in training right you up the weight one little bit more each time celebrating that and then and actually in your app we should say that you get a notification if you've outdone yourself from the previous one you've done exactly so that's quite a nice oh i've done well today yeah and that's what keeps the motivation right you know that you're constantly progressing you're constantly improving yeah that's part of it and then a question from our previous guest who's jenna hope who founded jenna nutrition she would want to ask you if you could focus on one thing in your life to improve what would that be other than scheduling i think at the moment for me i'm going through a bit of a um uh, an interest in sort of mental health and, and i've always been interested in psychology and all the rest of it and i was always one of those people mental health doesn't affect me i've been very fortunate and i've started to realize oh maybe I- as in you haven't suffered from it yeah. yeah, well, at least I thought that, you know, you're like, oh, maybe I do have a little bit of anxiety. Maybe this does need improvement or, you know, what happened with this re- past relationship? Everyone has needs the self-work. And again, this is this comes back, <laughs> back to being one of my best mates is Matt Johnson, who is, who's, I know you've yeah. interviewed and he's, you know, he's amazing. And being friends with him has made me far more aware of it. it you can't have the body without the mind. Uh, I, I want to dig into it because it has a lot to do with my industry. And if I can tap into people's uh, emotions and sort of mental well-being as well, maybe I can get more out of them. Yeah, so I've talked about this before. One of the things that I think everyone should take away is if you forget everything that we've talked about now, it's take an interest in your body. This meat vehicle that carries you through your life, (laughs) that's what it is. Like it's amazing when people can do spreadsheets and and trade and whatever whatever other jobs. That's how limited my my office experiences. 
all these things. And you ask them to tense their tricep and they say, what's that? It's amazing that adults can't identify their tricep or they don't have a mind-muscle connection. Take an interest in your body. Uh, I'm not asking everyone to go and study anatomy for X amount of years or whatever. But if something hurts, find out what it is. You have the internet. If you have a question about one part of the body, just you know, look at it. Learn parts of the body. Take an interest in your body. What's happening when you're doing this? And what's happening when you're doing that? Like it's just, it's quite amazing to me, I guess, again, because it's been my passion from a very young age, but how disconnected people are from their body. And you said, was it mind-muscle? Mind-muscle connections. Just thinking about the muscle that you're going to contract during an exercise will help that muscle work better. Ah. And so a lot of people say, oh, I don't feel this muscle here. It's like, okay, we'll do this is where activation techniques come into it as well. But also, you know, learn to contract that muscle. Play around with your bodies at home, just like when you're a teenager, which is slightly different, you know. So be conscious of it. Be more aware of it. Yeah. It's your body. Like, take yeah. an interest in it. What question would you like to ask the next guest? Let's give them something juicy. So what is your biggest or your most recent regret that you've made in your journey as a founder because we've all made so so many mistakes oh i want to know the answer to that from you as well but that was a conversation for another day <laughs> thank you tim for your time it's been great to have you on how to start up thank you jules and learning all about mobility if you'd like to contact him you can find all of his details in the show notes along with links to the videos that he has mentioned thank you for listening to how to start up i hope these conversations offer you some confidence encouragement and reassurance that you're on the right track if you enjoy this podcast i'd be so appreciative if you were to rate review and subscribe as it will really help other people starting a company discover it 